Big Balls Bob. Not to be confused with Tiny Balls Todd. I do have a body. It's very fantastic. Uh, more of a temple, really, than a body. I can't tell if he's doing a bit or not. I'm glad you brought that, that point up because... Todd's a pussy. It's right next to Todd's OnlyFans. It's, it's on the internet. Yeah, Todd's not dumb. I tried to get in a high honors English class once, and they called my parents and were like, hey... Just tell him he can't do it. <laughs> it shows. It really shows. I'm a dumbass, and I'm sorry. The first time you've been let out of mom's basement, right? Oh, no, I'm still in mom's basement, actually. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. I'm going to throw these two guys into the screen so that if I die, they can carry on the legacy of crap that is this show. What's going on, Packer fans? Welcome into another edition of Lombardi's Bar. Fittingly enough, here at the bar for the Brewers game tonight, up 2-1, I think is what I saw last, uh, over the Diamondbacks, trying to keep the postseason hopes alive. I'm your bartender, Dan Connick, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. Go on over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, like, rate, review every time that we go. You'll get notified every time we go live. Here on the Game Mom's Constant channel, um, usually, usually, there are two other uh, doofuses that jump in here and do this show with me. One is too busy being a dad to come talk Packers football with you, and the other one is uh, at the Brewers game, actually. Uh, so I guess technically all valid excuses uh, for them, but uh, it's going to be me and a good buddy, friend of the show. I'm joining us. How's it going, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? How are you? I am well, man. Uh, yeah, Gil in the hat. I I don't know. I think I'm just a naturally. I'm I'm naturally red. I'm not. I'm not hot. I it, it, I mean, it's warm. It, it's still it's still warm out. I'm I'm very much looking forward to the day here soon that I can open the windows and it be 40 degrees at night. But it's or still FBI. a little. Knocking down on your door, right? One of the two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm that just bit, like, like, I don't even know the, the basis of that bit, but I'm like, I just go with it. <laughs> I appreciate that, Elmer. I really do appreciate that, that anyone that comes in here just understands, like, what the, uh, what the, <laughs> what the pecking order is. I, pre- I appreciate Emma. I appreciate Emma on that. <laughs> nobody wants that, Emma. Nobody wants, nobody wants just a Dan show. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> Man, this is this is a weird one, a weird feeling to come into and talk about this game because the last well, you and I talked about we did the post game for that mm-hmm. Lions game last week, which was literally almost a week ago now. Right. And like I we were literally last week where we were coming out of uh of a huge game against the Saints. We were all riding high. We were we were feeling really good about ourselves, and now we've had a full week to just sit in a really shitty game mm-hmm. last Thursday. Um, how are you feeling right now as we're in the middle of this like weird pseudo bye week? Man, like it's it's funny you say that because like I feel like after going back and looking at the game a little bit, you can see some positives. I, I have like some people that I'm going to willing to pay the tab for. I, 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 I think you're going to laugh. Um, but <laughs> all in all, like I know that with the way the kind of the team has been kind of built with all the kind of constraints we have, 
And to go into that game with such a patchwork offense line, I think there's a lot of positives we can take away from it, especially from Jordan's, you know, Jordan's game in the second half, right? Um, this starting slow thing really kind of bothers me. I'm like, you know what? Like, I can understand, you know, last year with Rodgers when he was banged up, stuff like that. But you kind of know what you have now. Like, I don't know why the floor is kind of still struggling with that coming out the gates. And then, you know, honestly, like just listening to a lot of the analysts, listening to a lot of the folks that, you know, that we that also do content is really, really, really just um, solidified my pure and unadulterated hatred for Joe Barry to the point to where I daydreamed <laughs> if I were to run into him somewhere, how would I engage him? Like, what would I say to him? And I don't even know what I would say to him. I don't know if I'll even say anything to him because I'd be so pissed. Cause I probably think he's a nice guy in like, you know, just from a personal level, but like just from a football perspective, he's like a nepotism baby. And he only is in the league because he was married to someone's, you know, daughter who's a head coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's, just, it's, just, it's like, you it's going to be, yeah, it's going to yeah. be really, it's going to be really bad when you meet Joe Barry and he turns out to just be like a total he, bro. And he's the nicest and guy. Like, yes. Shit. Damn it. I didn't uh, want to like you, but. No. I still have to separate the two. I'm going to have to separate the two because you know what? He is the kind of person that has failed upwards, and I just can't stand people like that. I just. Yeah. There's, there's Joe Barry, the person, super nice mm-hmm. guy, yep. loves his kids, you know, packs peanut butter and banana sandwiches for everybody uh, <laughs> for, for lunches and puts them in a little brown paper bag with little notes in them and stuff. And then there's, and then there's the guy that shows up to 1265 Lombardi every Sunday and uh, commits football atrocities. I understand the champagne. I understand the reference, but for him to say that and to come onto that press conference after what just happened and have a smile on his face, it is literally (laughs) etched in my brain with just pure hatred. I just am just like, I literally was on Twitter like, stop fucking smiling, Joe. It's not (laughs) Fun. It's not happy time right now, dude. Like, you are literally known for having the worst defense in the NFL consistently for multiple years. Like, that's not something to smile about. And mm, champagne problem. Yeah, we got a champagne problem. All right. Okay. Sorry. So, <laughs> but, I feel Umar's going to do the, uh, uh, the remember the Titans bit. Like, fo- football is fun. Oh, oh, it's not fun anymore. It's not. Yeah. No, no, it's zero fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, it, it, it's gone to that point. But I think like a lot of the folks are like you're saying here, there were ways to be positive. Cause you can look at the our team being two and two. I don't think a lot of people thought we'd be two and two. But honestly, watching teams like Minnesota, even though they won, right, watching Minnesota, mm-hmm. watching the Giants, watching these, watching the Denver Broncos, watching the Bears. I'm like, you know what? It's really not that bad. You know what Could I'm saying? Could be. Like, it, it could, could be, be so much worse. Hell of a lot worse. Yes. Hell of a lot worse. Yeah. True. Yeah, the Raiders. The Raiders, even. I'm not trying to bash on them. They're playing them, but I'm just saying, like. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, uh, shameless plug here. I got to, um, to chat with, uh, some guys from the, uh, Raiders Odyssey podcast group here before we jumped onto this. Oh, cool. And, um, yeah, it was hard not to just outright be like, yeah, I have a really good feeling about, our offense going up against your defense. 
that would be mean. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's uh, man. If if Max Crosby can just be contained, I don't fear anything on that defense. Um, That's but, asking a lot, though, for this. But the thing, and the thing, the thing, yeah, it is asking a lot. <laughs> I imagine just, um, I imagine, uh, like Jordan Love taking, like Royce Newman by the back. And just mm-hmm. like using him as a shield, like moving him <laughs> where he wants to go. Um, yeah. Okay. Like Real Rocket quick. from Guardians of the Galaxy, right? When they when he grabs him, he's playing around with him, right? Like the same thing. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm gonna real quick. I'm gonna have you uh, jump in here and okay. give us a buy around. My dog just came into the room, so I have to kick her out. So okay. please give the folks a a wonderful soliloquy of a. Uh, a buy around this week while I kick my okay. dog out. All right. So um, if I'm going to buy around for anybody this last week in particular, and honestly for the whole season, it's going to be Andrew Carlson. Anders Carlson has, was literally, we were scared shitless. We thought like, oh my gosh, you go from Crosby from this guy who literally can't make any field goals during the practices, doing in all of these issues, doing practice and training camp and, we need to get Crosby or watching highlights of Mason Crosby kicking in Kentucky, you know, like he still got it. And then Anders has come in and he has been perfect. He has been, been absolutely perfect. And I know Whelan has had some moments, but for the most part, both those guys being rookies coming in and performing the way they have, like I would buy them both rounds just because I don't really think they were given much of a chance this year. And if anything, they've exceeded all our expectations. And I don't think that, Anybody, I mean, yeah, Jordan Love has two, I believe, right? But the, truly, those two in particular had the most heat, minus Jordan Love, on them of like, man, these guys suck. Like, they're not going to be good. Like, Whelan, maybe, but like Anders, we thought he was going to be garbage. Like, this dude's coming off a torn ACL. Like, what are we doing here? Goody's an idiot. My gosh, we should go bring in some of these kickers getting cut from other teams. He's come in and he's been lights out. Now he's going to be playing up against his brother come uh, Monday night and not against them, but they're going to be kind of competing in a sense. Right. And I can't look, I can't wait for like his Carson with De- uh, his, his brother also like had a lot of like trepidation coming into the league. And ever since he left Minnesota, he's been probably a top three kicker. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It's all, it's absolutely awesome. So that's, those are two guys I'd probably buy around for. I like that. Yeah. And I think especially with a, a game that was like what we saw Thursday, I think the special teams guys deserve deserve some highlight. I just I just read something about Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will. I big shout out to Daniel Carlson because um, he saved my ass. Uh, <laughs> it fancy <laughs> in two, oh, no in two two years ago. Do you remember there was this, there was a scenario two seasons ago, uh, the season that we lost to the 49ers um, in that like. Terrible wind, the the the, sto- the snowstorm at Lambeau, the really shitty yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, so, what, so 2013 lead- or the one after, like after. No, um, so this would be 2022, 2023. Okay, okay, yeah, I got you. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, okay. um, or 21 before that, before that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so the Raiders and the Chargers were in a situation going into the last week where if they both tie, if they tied their game, they would both make the playoffs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I wrote a tweet that if they, if both teams come out and actually try in the game and end up tying, I would get a tattoo of the box score. And if people remember this, literally, I think uh, Derek Carr, had like a last minute drive 
to tie the game and send it to overtime. And they, there was like three missed field goals or something. And it was coming down to like the last minute of the game. And mm-hmm. Daniel Carlson kicked a like 50 some yard field goal to win the game and avoided me getting a tattoo of a, a box score of a game that I'd never oh. seen before. So um, Damn, thank you dude. to Daniel Carlson. <laughs> Anders, wow. though, yes, um, has been so great so far. I think you can say that expectations have been met for him. And, you know, I think, um, I think in my mind, I'm at a situation now where like leading up to it, it'd be like, Oh, you know, we got to sweat this one out. Like, is, is it, is it going to be, is it going to be right down the middle? Is it going to be close mm-hmm. at this point now? Like back in that Atlanta game, I was already like the 56 yard put his ass out there. Let's see. The yeah, leg. Let's I agree. See, let's see what he's got. And yeah, yeah. you mentioned uh, Whelan, man. I was kind of, I was up in the air about that one. Cause I don't know how to, I don't know how you judge punchers. You know, I can't, yeah. I'm not a yeah, exactly. talent evaluator, but yeah, he's been, he's been good. Iowa do brings up a good point. Um, we'll kind of see how he does when the weather changes. That's I always agree. kind of the, for both of us, kind of the metric. Yeah. For both of them. But it's early Corey, on, Corey broke for Corey, Corey was whatever the hell his name was, was, was lights. Yeah. He was lights That's, out in nice weather, but then he's the reason why that Matt was talking about that. The game we were talking about the block where we lost to the Niners in the playoffs where, yeah, he got a blocked punt, the whole nine yards and yeah, like just terrible, terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Uh, this we're definitely going to see what happens with this with the weather changing because that's where these special team guys that's where they really make their money right now. Whelan's from Ireland; they're used to like crappy weather. I think so. I think he'll be fine. Carlson, I don't know. We're going, he's from he's coming from Auburn, man. I don't know. They they ain't have no crappy <laughs> weather down there, you know. But we, you know what? Like we go we gonna wait and see. That's all I know. I, I I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but you're right. That's Oh man! At this point in time, you have to buy the kid around because he's, he's yeah. shown up so far. He Hell might yeah. pay the tab later on down the line, but correct. Right now, for sure, buy around. Um, <clears throat> I'll buy around for. Uh, I'll buy around for Quay. Um, oh yeah, Hell because yeah. I, I think again, like I think he's kind of he's getting caught up in in the wash, and I think that he is um, he is unfairly getting caught in this narrative that he fairly sort of built for himself last year with the penalties, with the ejections, things like that. I think he's, you know, sort of garnered this little reputation oddly among Packer fans, um, which kind of surprised me that there are so many Packer fans that are ready to jump on Quay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's supposed to be your guy. Like that's, you know, give him, give him the support. I think he's, you know, we've seen a lot of players, young guys that kind of have these on field issues or, you know, seem to be kind of going down this, this one way. And, you know, they, they talk about changing, you know, changing their attitude, changing the way. And, and it, a lot of it sounds like just, you know, uh, word service, mm-hmm. but Quay, you could tell it, it, he meant it. He meant it. And yeah. And that, that and that's right there. The, the narrative that he lost the game, in Detroit, no. Like no. that play may have allowed the game to get out of reach, but that game is lost by the whole team. Oh, um, yeah. And Quay was up until that, up until that play, he was not a reason for them losing that game. 
So he's the reason why they were in it, probably. If that, I, if arguably, yeah. Yeah, if yeah. you want to be honest, like that guy was flying all over the field. I mean, people want to say like, oh, he makes tackles, you know, three, four yards after the line of scrimmage. I'm like, okay, do you remember Blake Martinez? Do you remember like these guys that we had in the middle of the field, like you know the the Morrisons of the days and stuff like that? Like, come on, like let's not <laughs> let's, let's not let's not do this. Like, right? He isn't. He is a playmaker. I don't think I've ever seen a guy read and react to a guy in a flat and stop him for a loss or, you know, for no gain. We haven't seen that in forever. And with Devondre Campbell not being there, Quay's been asked to do more, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he answered the bell. Yeah, did he make a mistake? Yes. But honestly, like, he has a lot of special team snaps even when he was in Georgia, right? But the truth is, like, he literally was just trying to make a play. He was literally trying to do whatever he could to win that game. And I think Packer fans that are busting him up are just just being assholes. I'm just going to be honest about it. And then yeah. any of these other these Lions fans, and they're just talking shit. I mean, that's all it is. And they can because, you know, they won. They've been whooping our ass. But – Truth mm-hmm. is, like, folks that really watch the game, they know what they're doing. They look, they, like, you know, they have an idea. They're not going to sit there and bust them up for that because they know damn well our offense didn't show up and the rest of the defense was literally like asleep out there. I mean, not, and Myers Clark, Kenny Clark, and I mean, everybody else. I, I'm sorry, man. I don't know what the hell was going on. That game, they didn't really get high. I didn't feel like they had the they had the energy. I don't know. It's like they got punched in the mouth, literally got punched in the mouth. Like we we're talking about, you know, in the Saints game where we got punched in the mouth, but we responded, right? This time they got punched in the mouth and just stayed down. It's like, what? Like, come on, man. We're probably past this. Um, but, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I am, I'd like to get some clarification here on a comment in the chat from, from Mastodon talking about being all empty stats. I don't, I don't quite understand that. It, he, he's, he's leading the team in stats, but even outside of the stats, if you watch how he plays – yeah, he he is a he is an intuitive ball sniffer. Like he he yeah. is he's putting himself in the right positions. And you mentioned out of in the in the run game and in the passing, in the like he's cover, yeah. he's he made so many plays that stopped a very good Lions offense. Uh, and, and it was it was him. It was in open space. There there wasn't any gang tackle. It was it was Quay making the play. So I I, I push back. On, on that about all empty yeah. stats, for I, sure. I, I want to I want to comment on that too because it's kind of sure. like there was a play where he, I mean Laporta made the catch right, but we've never had a linebacker that goes step for step with a tight end that runs like a four five nine. Because right. Quay runs a four five four, he runs as fast as some pretty big safeties, right? Like we've never had a guy that runs that fast at his size, two hundred forty two hundred fifty pounds, but actually shows it on the field. I mean, the guy is our most, he is probably the most complete linebacker that we've had in Green Bay for a very, very long time. Talk about since like the Nick Barnett days, mm-hmm. and like even Desmond Bishop and stuff like that. I mean, he's, he's a second year player too. Like, I think that's another thing people kind of forget. Like, you know, last year was his rookie year. He's still learning and he's had to deal with a new running partner literally right off the bat. Like, it's not like he has someone that he's playing next day. When him and Campbell can play a whole season together where Campbell, having not so many issues with the injury bug, I really think that you would see more of those like pick sixes and mm-hmm. him play more on the line where he's blitzing and stuff like that. Because right now he can't do a lot of stuff. He has to play in the middle of the field. He has to be the guy that is the last line of resort in that linebacker front. So I don't know. Some, if, I, I think that folks, if, if you want to hate on a Quay, then, you, then you're going to hate on Quay. I don't think there's not, there's not much anything we can say to change that. Right. Jay Jay mentions it being maybe empty stats because they don't win, but I mean that then then anything good that happens out of a game is an empty 
yeah, is empty if you don't win. I, 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 I don't, I don't necessarily know if I agree with that, but yeah, I, I think um, he mentions there that it impacts the game with the physicality, and he does. He, he does. He's one of the few on this team that is a hard a tone setter. A tone yeah, setter. A tone setter. That's exactly yes. right. He's a tone right. setter. We didn't have a, we haven't had a dude like this since like the Cohen Jenkins days. I mean, let's be real. Like we lost a lot of our like ferocity when Cohen Jenkins was traded away. When BJ Raji didn't come back, like those guys on this. Team I mean, that's that, that whole Super Bowl defense. That's the last time I remember this defense being like, "Fuck you!" Like this yeah, is we're punching you in the mouth, and we're mm-hmm. gonna and you're gonna feel like you remember that that first year when Dom Capers came, and it was like the Buffalo Bills preseason game. Okay. And Dom Capers was like sending like freaking like legit blitzes <laughs> in the third quarter, right? I know first second quarter where AJ Hawk is coming in and just freaking just tearing shit up, right? And I'm like, dude, this is a preseason game. What the hell are you doing? But they carried that into the season. Like they did not stop doing that. They were they had psycho packages, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff, right? But man, for a long time, Dom Capers, the guy that created Blitzburg with Dick LeBeau, like. Mm-hmm. You saw that in Green Bay, and it was it was amazing, you know. And man, just I would really wish that we could have a competent defensive coordinator that could bring some kind of that kind of tenacity back to Green Bay. Which, like I said, hey, fire him now, bring in Wade Phillips, and let's go. I'm 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 okay. I'm okay with that. This is me learning that Wade Phillips is still alive. Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> barely. No, but he's I, still there. I I I, uh, I I will admit I don't know I don't know the the Bryce Pop. Uh, no reference. I don't. I Same don't get here. It. So yeah, you got us on that one. So maybe yeah. you maybe you meant well with it then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I get you. Um, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into pay the tab here. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking everybody. But who would you like to? Uh, who would you like to single out, Amr? Oh man, you really don't want to ask me this question. <laughs> There's like multiple people that can fit this role. Joe Barry can fit this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Myers can, you know what? I'm going to make two people split the bill. It's going to be okay. Josh Myers and it's going to be Royce Newman. Yeah. To the point to where like, I want them to pay the tab and I don't want them to ever be in my bar again. <laughs> like I just, I don't, I'm done with both experiments. Royce Newman, you know what? They could put you and me out there at left guard at this point. Okay. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying when I saw him do the little Superman dive and not hit anybody, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I could do that. Like, what, what is this, dude? And I'm I'm like, what, 6'3", 205 pounds? I'm just saying, I'd probably die, but I'm just saying, I could do that? Like, what the fuck is this, dude? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I should never compare myself to an NFL player, but all I'm saying is that those two people should pay the tap because we have seen enough from Royce Newman over 1,000 snaps, and we know that he is a very, very – he's not even a below average. He's a terrible football player. I don't even know how the hell he did as well as he did when he was at Old Miss – or Mississippi, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, and then same thing for Josh Meyer. That second round, second round pedigree is the only reason why he's there. And I really need Buckus and Lafleur and Steno just to say, you know what, dude, you're playing left guard, you're playing right guard. Tom is playing center, and there was something that um, Nagler was saying today, where I have no idea what Josh Nyman has done to Steno. And to, yeah, right? like, why the yeah. fuck is he not starting? Like, I'm sorry, he has snaps. He has shown that he can play the position well on both sides. Like, what the fuck are we doing right now? Like, you, you're paying him two million dollars. You might as well put him out there. Yeah, some of the decision making doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. It, even in no. that, that game that we brought up about the snow game against the Niners, we had I don't even know who the fuck we had on the left tackle. We should have had his ass out there, but no, we had Billy Turner with one fucking leg out there. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I am I, I am completely with you, Nagler, everybody. Like it after the the play that should just be like on a loop in, in front of the whole coaching staff is I forget who it was, had just took Royce Newman, like picked him up by the, the shoulder pads and just walked, walked, walked his him ass. Back. Yeah. Backwards, right, right into uh, Jordan That's Love's lap. Yeah. I, I mean that. that was, was like, if he, yeah, if 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 Sean Reich, if he is if he is not available, if he is not good enough to play in front of Royce Newman at this point, what is he good enough to do? Why are they either ones on the team then? I would rather you go and like trade for somebody or just like pick somebody up. You know, instead right. of us trying to trade for Jonathan Taylor, trade for Quentin Nelson. Get that hundred million dollar contract. I don't give a shit. I'm just saying, like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, this you're right. Like, if, we, if Sean Ryan can't get on the field now, then honestly, I start I have been questioning some of these decisions by the coaching staff for a long time. Like at this point, like, what the what the fuck are we doing? Like, I don't get it. Like it he he said himself, coach was like definition of insanity is trying to do the same thing over and go and expect a different result they've done that on both sides of the field yeah <laughs> and I, I, i'm thinking like, how the fuck are we seeing this and you clearly see it but you're doing nothing about it like i don't sometimes it's like sometimes you need new voices in the house because you keep promoting from within and yeah. it's just the same yeah. shit keeps getting recycled over and over again and i'm telling you jerry montgomery's been there since 2008 and he came on after trovac right yeah, he was an assistant for Trovac. So he's been there for a very long time. And all I'm saying is, minus Kenny Clark, we haven't seen very much development from that defensive line. Many other analysts have said the same thing too, right? And I just – I'm like, hey, man, when's, when's enough enough with some of this shit, dude? Like, I just don't – like, you got rid of Joe Witt, who developed so many good corners, right? I'm like, so then when – why is Jerry – does Jerry got pictures? Jerry and Joe Barry must have naked pictures of people, man. I don't – they have blackmail evidence. There's something going on. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, no, there, I mean, no, there's there, there's no excuse. And I, I think, you know, that leads perfectly into my pay the tab, and that's Matt LaFleur. Um, yes, oh, because perfect, perfect. Because of everything that you just said, all all spot on. Any, any, uh, the, the lack of identity with this team for the last, yeah. I mean, you could argue his whole career, there mm-hmm. hasn't really been an identity of this team. The constant, constant, constant problems with the defense not being able to figure it out. And now we're at the point where, like you said, you, you're you making all these comments about the definition of insanity. It's doing the same thing. And, motherfucker, you are doing these same things. You're the guy that's in charge of making those changes. These are smart people. He's a smart guy. Like I don't understand. Like, is he just so loyal? That's like he's like is he like because the fact that Joe Barry was a good old boy hire anyways. Let's let's be fucking mm-hmm. for real now. Like uh, people don't want to remember, but when his ass left the Rams and he went with Staley to the Chargers, okay, he didn't go there as a DC. He went there as a linebacker coach. So my thing was like he was a linebacker coach when he was in the Rams too. Like, so why wasn't he the DC there? Because they know he's not a good fucking DC, but he's probably a good linebackers coach. And right. then because freaking ML, freaking Matt Lafleur sat here and panicked because for God knows why you want to get Jim Leonard freaking pet and disciple as a DC and that fell through. You bring in this dumbass. I'm just like the amount of the amount of 
the amount of excuses and the amount of information I've seen people for the last years try to make an excuse for Joe Barry as to say, oh, it's not just him, it's the players. I get that. I understand that. But I feel like it's an 80-20 kind of thing. Yeah, the players are not not always doing the right assignments, but I want to give them 20% because the coaching is really responsible for putting them in the right place in the place. And I'm just like, dude, like, after a while, like, when's enough's enough? Like, yeah, I mean, this, this is why I can't talk is, to him. This is why I yeah. can't talk to him. I, I couldn't talk to him. I would, I lose and my shit. <laughs> this, this right here, this is the line that I live by from from Jeremy. I'm a fucking idiot, guys. Like, I barely got out of college. I don't, I, I, I don't do a lot of smart things for work. But I can, <laughs> I can watch this and see it's bad. It's not yes. working. And if yes. we can all see it. What the hell are you people doing with it? And on top of that, to continue with the Matt LaFleur thing, is all of these things happening. Everything's building up, right? It, it, it's all it, it, it's all these things. Everyone is, is questioning. It, they've been questioning it for years. Right. You haven't done anything about it. And when you start to get pushed on it a little bit, you call out you call out the press and say that's a BS question. That pissed me off because I went back and listened that to that question five really times. pissed me off. And I'm like, dude, he didn't fucking eight. Hey, Pete Doherty is legit. He's not mm-hmm. a dude that's trying to do a gotcha shit for you, first thing. Secondly, right. you're just in your fucking feelings because your ass got your ass handed to you again by Mr. Bite Your Kneecaps. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He came in there, steroid out, jacked like a motherfucker, and beat your team again. <laughs> And I love Dan Campbell because the, I'm, I'm, I don't think the tough guy I think was going to work, and it is working clearly. So I give him respect because he's not a dumb. He's a he's a very intelligent dude. There's a reason why he was looking. He was getting consideration for other head coaching jobs, and he was in Miami and other places too, right? So I'm just like, all right, well, he's not a dumb. He just looks like a dumb jock, but he's not. And you come in here, you look like you're about to cry at the end of the first half, and then you come in there pissed off as shit. And I'm like, dude, this is all your fault. Like you're the one that's making these decisions and refusing to let people go and firing people and making the right things to move us up. And it gets to the point to like you just said, when does M, when does Matt start gaining the heat? Because it's like, dude, mm-hmm. like the players see that shit, right? Like they are seeing, like I, I guess to a point where I wonder what the players keep saying execution, but deep down, do you really think like they believe in Joe Barry's scheme? Fuck no, they don't believe in up in the scheme. No. And and they're probably looking at Matt, like, when are you gonna cut this dude loose? Because this is a performance-based business and he is not performing. You make excuses for him. It's like Last year when Rodgers was cutting up and you never really heard of the floor to kind of like bash him, right? And I heard Marshawn Lynch talk about Russell Wilson with Shea Shea, with Uncle Shea, right? And how he said that when they realized that he was entitled and he was put on a pedestal and basically they couldn't ever address him. They had to go through Pete. That's when they started losing respect for him as the coach and the player. I felt like that happened with Rodgers, and I'm starting to see that starting to happen with ML with Matt. I keep saying MLF because that's what I do on Twitter, but like <laughs> with Matt Lafleur too, where like uh-huh. you said, like his players might be starting to lose respect for him because it's like, dude, like after a while, like it, you see it too. You keep talking about it, but you ain't doing shit about it. Like I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I'm 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 ranting over here. I've had a week of build up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been it's been rough. It's been rough building up to this and prepping for this because. I got, I got, I thought I got all this out of my system <clears throat> over the weekend. Yeah. You know, on Friday you have the the rant call with with you know whoever. It's always my dad, and then Sunday we had football from fucking nine thirty in the morning until 
midnight. We were supposed basically. to meet. We were supposed to talk, dude. We I know. Meet I know. Place. It's all I know. good. I thought about it late, and I was like, I'll, I'll just text him tomorrow. And then <laughs> I just got slammed, and dude, but it was such an awesome day of football. No joke. Like I'm not gonna lie, dude. Wait, awesome. Toy Story like, football, like in in like, that was, was supposed to be the palate cleanser. <laughs> it really was. It was something. All right, I'll tell you that. <laughs> And now we had to build this back up and, and get all the way back on our feelings. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah. it's there has to be some kind of change. Yeah, it, I, it's a culture thing. It's a culture thing. Matt is a dude. Matt is a great offensive coordinator. Yeah, he needs somebody to take the reins and and develop some kind of culture or something. Jeremy had we the comment up there. I just have to tell you that that one is if, the one right there. Yeah. Your yep. your best friend is saying like, I get I can take this guy. This guy's a bitch. Basically, yeah. Like, I'm basically, sorry. that's what he's you're, saying. Your your best friend basically said, "I'm gonna put your ass in a deep end. I know you asked me to drown." First off, that's not my best friend. You go on press or saying some <laughs> shit like that. I'm coming to find your swole ass and I'm fighting you. I don't give a shit. Like I'm sorry, your parent, your family ain't staying with me. We ain't cool no more. Fuck off, dude. You go run your fucking stadium stairs because your team is sucking ass too right now. But all I'm saying is like him, dude, when he said that shit, I'm like, oh, I was pissed. I was like, Salah, dude, this is your boy. He's Salah's only in the league because of Matt. He's the one that recommended him for a job when they were like in freaking Houston, I think. If it wasn't full of floor, he wouldn't even be here. I think that's it. I could be wrong. It could be reverse. But I could be, I could swore he vouched for him. So I'm like, I don't know, man. I, that, that was dirty when he did him like that. I was like, all right, bro, you gonna, you gonna pot charge your best friend like that? Okay, cool. That shows you what kind of dude he is then. Because if you could do that when you won the game already, and you gonna say some shit like that, you don't need friends when you got you don't need enemies when you got friends like that, dog. <laughs> Fucking shit, dude. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I I I don't take it as personal for Matt, but I can Indeed. see but I but I see what you're saying there. Yeah, I think it's um it it doesn't it doesn't speak great when a guy who you are close with has that little respect for the team that you've put together yeah um yeah it just doesn't doesn't and and again i think it just like it just need there there needs to be something and i i'm i'm tired of it i'm tired of everyone asking what the what what's the identity of the packers i i want the packers to be i want us to be the the bad boys. I want us to be the yes. ones that go in there and just fucking kick you in the teeth every time. I want to. I want to be that. And I don't think the Lions are good. Um, I don't think the. I don't think ultimately Dan Campbell will be ultimately successful because I do think that that shtick kind of wears thin. Runs its course fast, a little, yeah. a little bit yeah. at times. But at least it's something. At least it's something. You know, I mean, they, honestly, they, like, yeah, you get like, yeah, like some intensity, right? Like something that your prayers can get behind, right? Like, let's let's be real, like they barely beat Kansas City because Kansas City was shooting themselves in the foot more than they beat them. Let's be real about that, all right? Like Kadaris Tony or there with stone hands like me out there trying right. to catch a ball. I won't even talk about that. But like, you're right though. I just think that it gets to a time point where Lafleur really needs to either channel that that piss boy mentality that he had when he was with Washington, right? When he when they were all just kind of just trying to make it up or something, like trying to get up to the ranks and trying to make something from them. Because he's a very good strategist. I think that's what Andy had said. He's an amazing strategist. Maybe he's just not a good head coach. And I yeah. not to be a dick about it, but because he did have three 13 and three seasons, right? So we can't obviously yeah. take that away from him. But it 
it gets to a point to when you have to strategize and focus on being a team on the same end too, that you got to be, have your finger on the pulse of the team. Some people couldn't do that. Look, I mean, McCarthy, for all his faults, he always had a pretty good pulse on his team. Like he, for mm-hmm. the most part, he knew how to, which way to kind of push and pull to get them to kind of go where he wanted to go. Yeah. Yep. Some of his, some of his decision-making wasn't the greatest, but at least like, you know, for the most part, he, he kind of had an idea. He did have the tough man, like Pittsburgh personality too. Right. A little you know, bit. Like, yeah. Yeah, like he did have that coming, you know, coming the kind of way he came up. Lafleur, I mean, man, like when things are good, they're great, but when they're bad, fuck, man, I, I, I feel bad yeah. for him. I feel yeah. really it, bad for him. Sometimes it just feels like the Matt Lafleur stuff; it comes off um, fake. Yeah, you know, it's so it, solid too, though. Motherfucker, talk is, about it, it. what? What is an eagle? Only a crow attacks the eagle. Get the fuck out of here! What is this dude? Like, who's this story yeah. time? He said, "Be like, stupid like shit, the man. like the Kyle Shanahan thing. Like, what was it a couple oh. years ago with with the, the quarterbacks? And they're like, who who's who are you planning on being the quarterback?' And he was like, "Well, I don't know. We might not even be here tomorrow. Like, you know, and like yeah. trying to make it like all meta and stuff. It's like, yeah, maybe it's a." Maybe it's a Shanahan it's, it's a tree. Yeah, someone tree. said that. Someone said that. I agree with that because every single – if you look at it, because Shanahan only – now he's a damn good coordinator. He's a damn good, smart, intelligent schemer, okay? Mm-hmm. But he only got in the league too because of his daddy. Let's, let's not like oh, – let's not yeah, forget. No. You know, like the yes. nepotism runs hard in the NFL. Yes. And sometimes I'm like, bro, what you've orchestrated some of the greatest offenses in the world. You've also orchestrated one of the great multiple greatest choke jobs in the world too. Maybe you should kind of little be humble because you be talking a lot of shit, but uh, I don't see no hardware yet. Like all this you keep doing, but I ain't see no hardware. Watch it. They're going to, they're going to choke this year too. Watch Mark me. Y'all can mark this shit right now. They're going to choke <laughs> again this year too. But I'm with you though. I feel like all those guys, once they kind of got up, the only one I feel like is not like that is McDaniels. I really feel like when I hear him talk and just even when they're winning or when they're losing, he jokes around a lot, but he's not like a dick about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't come, I mean, he doesn't come, come off phony is what my thing is. He doesn't come off phony about it. Sure. You know? We're still, and we're still pretty early on in his tenure. So there's enough time for him to, uh, show blossom. To show, to show, yeah. To, to make the, to make the turn there. But yeah, I'm sort of with you. I do like what Mike McDaniel is doing. And I will say though, um, things are a lot easier when you have, Tyreek Hill and and Raheem Mostert and and things like that. It becomes, the, I mean, heck, things were all rosy when you had Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and and Aaron Jones, and everything was hunky dory. We're thirteen three, you know. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. When things you are a little bit trickier now. May, you know, like he Matt Lafleur was one of the catalysts for why Rodgers was able to turn it around. And up until maybe the last three, maybe the last two years, Rodgers was that that killer guy, right? He was mm-hmm. like Michael Jordan. Like he's going to come in there and he's going to gut you when you least expect it. I really do believe that until 2021 and 2022. But like, yeah, like the both of them working together when they were like on the same page was absolutely amazing. It's just that once things went wacky with Goody or whatever, it's when shit fell through, right? And this is, I kept saying, like I, everyone has been saying this and I know you probably have too, where this is Matt's time to shine. Like this yeah. is his opportunity oh. to show everybody that he's a good coach and that he could take Jordan Love, who basically everyone wrote off for dead, and make him into a viable, above average, to, or a great quarterback, right? And I think that pressure is getting to him. I think a little bit to when when you see him come out in the second half and they just look like dog shit. You could, I, I, he, you know, he just signed extensions. Him and Gooey just signed some extensions. We don't know for how long or how much. But, like, I, I kind of wonder, like, when these things kind of start falling apart, like, is he feeling that, like, intense pressure? Because I think we talked about this 
uh, where like when busted on the boys, when Ro- Rogers and Tunyon were talking to those guys, right? And they were mm-hmm. talking about folks that are highly sensitive and highly emotional. Both of them said the floor like like that. And I kind of see it now, right? I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I don't know. It's just maybe when you, us as fans, we see a, a guy come out in the second half and whoever's asking him questions, he looks like he's about to freaking just literally cry. Yeah. Like he's choking up because he's so freaking pissed. Oh, man. I just – I felt for him. And I was I'm like, dude, bro, I don't, I don't need to see that shit right now. Dude. I need you to turn this shit around. Like, come on, man. We're better than this. Like, and, and what, then, then be pissed. Channel that into yes. being a coach. Get and in somebody's fucking face. Yes. You know? Yes. Grab somebody by the face mask. Do something. Show me something. Supposedly you know? he did. Supposedly before the end of the first I, half, he held everybody around and he just tore everyone a new one. And they did come up in the second half and they definitely did go down the field and score, right? They look better, you know? But like, oh my dog, maybe you do that in the first half before the game starts. Just fucking just start yelling at everybody. I don't know. Like, this, these slow starts to kill him, and you and I mean the rate. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm 50 50 right now for this game on Monday. Part of me wants us to win because I just want us to win. Okay, part of me wants Josh Jacobs to run for 500 fucking yards. So there's no excuse to not fire <laughs> Joe Barry. Like you could just you just have pull, to do it now. Pull the uh, pull the the Lane Kiffin and leave him yes. on the leave him on the tarmac. Fuck <laughs> yeah, bury a hole. I'm doing yeah. my about to dig a damn hole or some shit. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm, I'm, just. It, it this I, I can't wait for this game on on Monday because I have a lot of family that are Raiders fans, right? And they're all talking shit, and I'm doing a reverse <laughs> jinx right now. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, Devontae's gonna have a revenge game. Josh Jacobs gonna have a breakout game. Could be a great game. Can't wait. Um, in the back of my head, I'm thinking like, please, I hope none of that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Mastodon brings up a, an interesting point there about the the Mark Murphy era. Yeah, that might be that might be the change. That might be the catalyst. Is when uh, there's a new CEO in town, starts putting everybody, everybody, the GM, the coach, puts everybody on alert of, hey, we got to reprove ourselves to the new guy. Um, you know, so it's fun. yeah, that's it's funny you say that too. What I love about that is Rob Domoski said that yesterday on Homer Show, right? He said that when it comes to personnel decisions, right, Goody's in charge of that. Okay. When it comes to coaching, when it comes to everything else, Goody has no power over the floor. Basically, mm-hmm. you know how they have that triangle bullshit, right? Everything mm-hmm. goes up through Murphy, right? So basically, right. like when it comes to these coaching decisions, keeping certain coaches and not like whatever, Goody can't say shit. And it has to come from Murphy, right? Now, when Ed Policy, who's probably going to be the one that takes over for Murphy, comes into play, right? I hope he changes it and he lets the GM do the job just like we used to do with Ted Thompson, right? And I like Ron Wolf too, you know, because. Mm-hmm. Murphy, like I said, I just feel like he, my man just focused on sliding down the slide at Titletown and shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's what he do, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I'm just imagining Aaron right now just, like, making 17 pictures. If she could, she'd probably post them all over our screen right now and see if we can find them, you know? Um, but, no, it's, it's, I, I really feel like, you know, he's in charge of everything. And I don't want to blame him, obviously, but there's no one coming down and being like, yo, Matt, like, what the fuck is this? Like, what are you? What are we doing here, bro? Like, we're better mm-hmm. than this. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think you're totally right. Um, let's uh, let's go ahead and look at the uh, the game here for um, agreed Monday against the Raiders. Uh, yeah, Murphy, phenomenal at making money, which is a huge mm-hmm. part of uh, of what it takes to be the the CEO of the Packers. That's that's a pretty big part of it because. You know, there's no there's no one single owner that can fund everything. So 
uh, that that's that's a pretty big part. But need need the other. Half. Need the yeah, other I was half gonna say. Well. <laughs> I mean, he bought. He's bringing the draft to Green Bay. I think that's amazing. I think like what he's done with the expansion of Tiletown, expansion of Lambeau Field, and just everything he's done there. Absolutely yeah. amazing, right? Like all that's great. Uh, does he say the dumbest shit ever whenever they interview him? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Uh, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> and like, do I need someone in there that just doesn't want to just I need someone to be there and just focus on business and mm-hmm. let the GM and the head coach handle the team. Yeah. That's what we need again. We don't need this this triangle triumphant fucking infinity sign or whatever, like uh fucking Illuminati sign or whatever. I don't need this shit anymore. I'm done with it. I'm done with it, man. I'm done with it. Yeah. Uh so Raiders game on Monday. Um, and this, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm 50, 52 in a way, because this is a, this is a Raiders team that is not good, mm-hmm. but it's a little mini bye week West coast prime time. That's like a concoction of everything that never works well with Matt LaFleur <laughs> as, as a head coach. <laughs> it, it just, it's the perfect storm. It's the perfect fucking storm. And <laughs> And nothing like nothing sums it up better as like a as a as a, a metaphor than a terrible Packers run defense versus a terrible Raiders run rushing offense. Like like that is the that is the epitome of what this game is. Two of the worst things going up against each other, and who sucks less? <laughs> it's like dirty water and like a and like a dirty piece of paper. And yeah. which one's going to break first, honestly, because right. it is just like I love watching my boys play. And honestly, I can't wait. I'm hoping to got a jock in place so we can see 17 against 23. We and need I, it. We and need knowing it. me, you know what's going to happen, right? You're going to have fucking Rudy Ford somehow match this one Devontae <laughs> because Joe Barry does not want to let him. Preston move. Smith. <laughs> Preston Smith. No, thank you. Preston Smith. 91 is going to be somehow lined up on 17. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna, I want them to zoom in on Devontae's face because he's going to have the biggest fucking smile when he sees that shit. <laughs> um, but like, like he's not even going to have to worry about going through his like little dashboard of moves he's just gonna close them like yeah i got this i'm gonna close my yeah, eyes and just yeah. see what happens yeah <laughs> um i'm gonna do some funny shit here but no yeah stop wolf stop i was thinking force that. yeah Matt, there you go i was thinking the opposite of both those things just like that i was like oh stop wolf force against movable object yeah what's gonna win <laughs> right <laughs> right it's gonna be a shit show i just want to see our offense do something because this raiders defense being decent as it is with patrick graham being there and all that good stuff it's not that great, and it's not, they're and they're they're tear like I think yeah. I saw uh, um, Mosqueda on on Acme Packing today mm-hmm. did a great thing of looking at some of the uh, the metrics, and the the Packers are one of the best teams offensively in expected points throwing the ball, mm-hmm. and the Raiders are dead last. Like this should just this needs to be. Uh, this if the offense game. if the <laughs> offense cannot get going against this defense, yeah, what are you gonna do against the Broncos in three weeks? What are Which you gonna is literally do against the worst the defense Vikings? in the league? Oh my right. god! Yes, we can't exactly. lose to Russ, dude. We can't lose to Russ and Sean Payne. I just can't. I can't live with that. No, I talked no, exactly. so much shit about Russell Wilson. I can't have that back come back on me. I just can't. No, no unacceptable. Um, Oh god, but, dude! But Jeremy's oh. kind of right there. If you can't, if you can't get the offense going against this this team, yeah, uh, then maybe it's it, not gonna maybe that there's something broken. You know, yeah. But this is where we need Aaron Jones to get the full load. This yeah. is where like 
we need to see a, a good balance of run and pass. Honestly, like we just cannot, we just cannot keep, you know, this literally kind of come out here and like act like Joe, you know, Jordan Love is like in year 10 veteran over here, you know, knows everything that's going on in the defense. Like he's still learning. Like what what about D'Amico Ryan's? All these guys have been saying, like you need a good run game to balance things out, right? Like even like with Zach Moss over in Indy, right? Anthony Richardson is a freaking rookie. But they balance it out with a good run game. Even though their offense line is shit, they still run the ball, right? And it's like, I understand, like, we're not getting much at a clip, but we still need to keep staying consistent with it because when you do play action and they have no fear of your run, it's like you're literally just, like, you just look stupid out there. It's like you're dancing more than you are actually running to play because they know that they have no fear of your run game. So play action is pointless unless you set it up right, which is what LeFleur used to do. He used to do so much shit to set things up and then – build off of it he gets away from mm-hmm. that so quickly nowadays yeah um and so now I, i'm with you man like this is the game where if aaron jones and romeo dobbs and watson don't go off and i'm talking about watson from like a sweet perspective you know like taking reverses and shit like that like detroit yeah on us, which yeah bro when i saw that reverse play again i, I literally almost took my dog and threw him across the room just because <laughs> And I love my dog dead in, in, to death, and she's seventy pounds. So I don't know what I was trying to do, but it was insane. <laughs> I was just like, I was so just the channel. I am so fucking mad. Yeah, I was like, they, I think he. I was like, what is that thing? He's doing it again. He's <laughs> doing it again. Like it was like <laughs> getting it was away with too. Yeah, yeah. And so my boy, um, what's my man's name from Breaking? Aaron Down? Paul. Yes. He's like, you can't keep getting away with this. It was like Joe Barry just doing the same <laughs> stupid shit and just like laying these stupid like these are these are plays that work in Madden. Like these aren't even plays that work in real life. And right. Ben Johnson's out there like just he's like, This looks like it'd be fun to do. Let's try it, guys. And oh look shit, 50, 60 yards down the field. Wow, I didn't think that would happen. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Get the fuck out of here, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, <sighs> I'm with you. Um all right. Let's um, let's jump into some bar bets here. Now, this is where it gets interesting, okay? Because it's you and I right now. Mm-hmm. Usually, there's three of us. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I think Matt, producer Matt, he has Matty to do G, some bets. He has to do some. He bets. Ha- I, I think do. I think Maddie has to do some bets. So jump he has on to be your equalizer. Matt. Be yeah, equalizer. the great equalizer. Hello, Matt. What's up, buddy? Hey guys, good to be on camera today. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, so I'll let you guys decide who do you want to represent, Todd or Jimmy. I will let I will let you I will let you guys figure that one out. I I'll like represent I'm myself so, still. Of course, I don't Obviously. think anyone can represent you, yes. Dan. Dan, I you're think. one of a kind, my friend. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Todd I, would want me to be his champion, so I will man. I will be Todd. I'm gonna duel for this right right now. I do. <laughs> that's like i got i got called away i was like i want to do that trial by combat to to be uh todd's champion right now he, i'm subbing for him i thought i could be okay you know what fine i'll be jimmy's guy you're subbing for jimmy guy. you're subbing for jimmy, I'll be jimmy. that's what's I'll up be jimmy's so. guy. i could do that okay do that. okay all right so Umar, jimmy matt todd matt you know you're always gonna have to bet five so yeah, i'm ready <laughs> So our bar bets today, we're going to look uh, – these are a lot of compa- – like usually we do a lot of over-under stuff. We're doing head-to-head, some head-to-head matchup stuff here. Aaron Jones versus Josh Jacobs. Who has more rushing yards on Monday, Aaron Jones or Josh Jacobs? 
Um, I'll jump in with that if if if, if I can, Dan. I think please, please, Todd. Yeah, Keep, keeping with the yeah, <laughs> keeping with that. Um, you know, movable force meets a uh, unstoppable object. I, uh -huh. I think that we're gonna be able to like run up the the yards on the run game. So I think it's gonna be Aaron Jones uh, over uh, five Bakhtiari's. Obviously, of course. Can I talk about mm. banners at the same time? That's a whole different. Uh, Welcome to my issue. world, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. How do you do it? There it is, five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Five Bakhtiaris taking Aaron Jones. Amor, what do you think? Oh, I'm 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 going fucking fire Joe Barry, baby. I'm going Josh Jacobs, dog. <laughs> I'm going Josh Jacobs, baby. Josh Jacobs gonna he's gonna have 300 yards rushing. We're gonna win the game, but he's gonna have 363 yards rushing, just like we did against Philadelphia. He got 364. He gonna have one more yard more than they did in Philadelphia last year. <laughs> And I bet. Hey, Bakhtiari's got on that there. I'm going three, three, three. I ain't going five. Just, theory, theory, I'm, I'm going to have like three bottles of scotch at that point when that shit happens. So I'll be dead. <laughs> so it won't even matter. The emergency fucking signal worked as magic, and I'm a zombie now. It'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you no know, fucking good throw. My wife is going to be burning all my shoes and shit. It'll be a fucking mess. It'll just be a terrible situation. All over. Turns around, lights a match. There was a behind. <laughs> they don't matter. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Aaron Jones um, because I have to. I think you know it, it feels this like game. I, it feels game. like I, I'm with Umer where I'm like I bet Josh Jacobs just fucking goes bananas. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just if Aaron Jones, like I said, if Aaron Jones can't get going against this defense. Then what the hell are we doing with him? What are we paying him for to come here and do this? So I'll I'll say Aaron Jones and I'll go four Bakhtiaris on it. Um, but gosh, that that bet makes me feel it makes me seem a lot more confident in it here, and then I really I'm doing, am. I'm doing everything opposite too because last time we did this and that it was for the Saints game and I fucked up and everything was wrong. So I'm doing the complete opposite now. I'm, fl I'm flipping the script. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I like that sacrifice. Sacrifice the bar bets for the good of the team. Boom! There it is. My um, my owl agrees. My owl so, agrees. The, <laughs> so the next one here, I'm calling the, the not going to miss my shot bet because we have a little Hamilton action, Alexander okay. and Adams. Oh, okay. See what I did there? I did. I like that actually. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, the I did and a, everything. Okay. I did a I did a quick reference or a quick Google search and uh Alexander Hamilton never ran against John Adams for president. So I was hoping for I was hoping for history to like really be on my side and, and make it easy, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna go really uh lowest <laughs> common denominator and go with the Hamilton reference. So um I will I'm going to let this one kind of sit because I don't really think that there's a metric here that we can measure this off of, but I, I think, I think it'll be obvious when we look at the end of the day, who wins this battle between Jerry Alexander and Devonte Adams. So I'll, I'll start with this. I'll start with this one because it's a little bit trickier. I think Jair wins the head to head battle. And I think Devante, like if I would just said all dependent on if he he's available, he has that soldier shoulder injury. Um, Adams will eat elsewhere. 
if he oh, goes up against Razul, if he goes up against anybody else, it's less likely to be against Jair. So I will take Jair winning the head-to-head battle, but Adams will get his in other places for sure. Give me about carries. Five. I'm five. Ooh. Give me five oh, on shit. Jair. I'm oh, also wow. wagering five because there's like a hot chance that either one of them doesn't play and the bet gets null and void. And so I'm <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would work too actually yeah, that canceled <laughs> bad yeah. back and bad shoulder <laughs> yeah um Elmer, do you want to go next okay yes i do all right so i'm going because i'm just being a fucking contrarian right now i am going adams he's gonna go for 150 and two touchdowns revenge game is on point and he used to own alexander a lot in training camp anyways and he used to talk about it i think that the same shit's gonna happen this time but more than likely, they are going to move him around. The only I'll, I'll put this caveat that I'm betting four Bakatars, and I'm putting this caveat out there. Okay. The only way Adams does not beat Ja is because either Garoppolo, because I think he's starting, or Aiden O'Connell is going to be sending out hospital balls to Devontae. Mm. And he's just going to have to like literally make – lemons out of oranges with the shit that they're going to be throwing at him. (laughs) Sorry, lemonade with oranges. Um, I just fucked that reference up. Sorry. Uh, But yeah, making lemons out of oranges, that's hard. Very hard to make lemons out of oranges. And Devante, I feel for him, man. I I was watching him out there with Aiden O'Connell and like, my God, like he, the balls is, I mean, Aiden was trying to do his best, but oh man, he, he, that went from like bad shoulder injury to almost collarbone broken. Mm-hmm. And I literally thought I was like, please don't be. I love Devonte. I don't want anything to happen to him. I want him to be. I want him to chase everything he can get, right? But like, man, I was like, dude, don't be hurt. And like, even this game, like, I don't want him to get hurt. I want him to have a great game because that's the one. He's the one football player that plays against our team that I would be like, okay, if he blew up, just because. Yeah. We low that's... we lowballed him and we fucked him, fucking pissed him off, and we could have easily still had him. I know there's a lot of you know shit there, but I'm just saying. I, he's just a good dude. He's just such a yeah. good dude. Like he, he even is. like he could easy came on and like bashed Packers when he talked on the athlete first uh, thing, right? And he didn't. He was like, "I'm so cool, Goody. I still talk to him." He goes, "You know, I have no animosity with Green Bay. I always love Green Bay. They're the reason why I grew up in Green Bay." Like, I mean, you don't that that true Packer man. You don't get guys like they don't grow on trees. And I just miss the dude. He's a good dude, man. No, Matt. Yeah, I think um, I think it's a tough call. I think they won't be. Ja on um, Devontae very much at all, actually. I'd be surprised if we see that. And I think that'll be really evenly matched, so it'll be hard to say who. That's that's why I'm worried about the uh, the lack of a metric for this one, Dan. But just the same, I think we'll see uh, at least a little bit more in favor of Jair. So I'm going Jair, and obviously five back carries. Of course, that. five. Yeah. Um, all right, so the last one, I'll, I'll, go much, I'll go much more simple for you, Matt, here. Max Crosby, Rashawn Gary, two of the best pass rushers in the game oh, right now. Man. Combined between these two players, not the team, these two players, combined mm-hmm. over under five sacks between the two. Oh, fuck off. Fuck I'm going to say um, – I'll jump in here. I'm going to say over five all day because uh, with the weird O-line we're going to have, that's gonna be rough. Um, with yeah. how good Rashawn Gary is, it's gonna be rough for them. Um, that's, I think it's gonna be easily over five, personally. 
Okay. Amr? Over five Bakhtaris. Uh, just because Rashawn Gary, I just saw a video that he put out with his whole like growing up and about his mom and like his recovery and everything. And he had me in fucking tears again because I love that man so much. And so he's going to fucking have five sacks by himself probably. He's going to pull like a Cleo, uh, a Cleo Mack, right? And then Max Crosby is a more refined version of Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson's yeah. good, don't get me wrong, but he's just still yeah. figuring his shit out, right? Dude, Max is no damn joke. Like that kid is amazing. And like just everything he's been through, like all the sobriety and everything he had to go through to get to where he is. And but just seeing him even against the rate against the Chargers, he is an unstoppable force, man. Like I really hope that Elton plays. I hope they completely redo the offensive line. I hope that, you know, they go and trade for Quentin Nelson. I'm just talking shit. I'm sorry. Um but yeah, I'm going over and I'm going five Bakatarias. Yeah. I'm all day, man. All day. Okay. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually going to go under boy here. I go four Bakhtiaris because I, I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on both quarterbacks. And so I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be a, a wide distribution of players getting into the backfield. And so to say that these two will combine for five is really close. Like it, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, like on paper it should it should like you guys are all saying like these two should be the ones that are the if you're gonna say who are the two most likely to combine for five sacks between the two teams, it's these two. But it's one of these like it's like a Ralph Nader situation. Like there's there's too many third party candidates out here that are gonna eat. Like Iowa Joe brings up LVN. Like I think he gets in there. Carl Brooks has been causing a lot of problems. So I think mm. there's gonna be like there's gonna be a lot of pressure coming from everywhere. And so I just wonder if there's gonna be enough to go around to combine these two for five. So I'm gonna err on that side and go under. I go they go four or five Bakhtiaris. Four, 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 four sounds four, right. Yeah. yeah, I'll go four. So, okay, all right. Well, that uh, that about wraps it up here. Uh, I, I'm gonna appreciate you stepping in and and tag teaming this with me, and of course, of course Maddie man. stepping course, in and dude. filling the role of Todd on the on the bar bets as well. Um, thank you so much to everybody that came in and joined us for the show today. I know it was a little funky today, but thanks for sticking around and chatting Packers with us. Um, or we might be talking next uh, on Monday. On Monday after, night, right? Yeah. The, yeah, on the post game. So I figure we'll go like right after the game, right? Because it'll be that's late as fuck, anyways. Yeah. That's so what we'll I'm just, feeling. Like 10, 15 minutes after, let's just do it. And mm-hmm. let's just hope I'm still alive at that point. And, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be talking to Umber's ghost. It's probably you know. get, get the most views ever. Um, the grades will, grades will still be there. So it'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for, for tuning in. Make sure you're following us everywhere at Game on WI. Subscribe on the YouTube channel to get notified every time we go live here on the show and the post games as well. All of that stuff here on the Game on channel. Um, for Todd, who I'm sure uh, if he was drinking, he'd be blackout drunk at this at this Brewers game. It's not going super great. So I no, hope it was four. It score? is it is five to two now. Diamondbacks. They put up four runs in uh, in the fifth inning. Oh, Apparently, shit, no, it was only gosh. the fourth time in team history they've scored four runs in a inning. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not going great um, for for uh, for Jimmy hanging out with his kids. 
uh, for producer Matt stepping in, for Umar hanging out with us. I'm your bartender, Dan Cotton. Saying cheers, everybody. And as always, go pack, go. Go pack. <laughs>